Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And that means we're broadcasting today from John Paul, St. John Paul II in Harrisburg. Yeah. Good to have you here. Good to be here, yep, Father. It's a mouthful. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I look at the door, I'm like, did I say that right? <laughs> but uh, welcome on this Holy Thursday, everyone, to Real Presence Live. We're uh, blessed to be here and have you join us. Father, will you get us started with a prayer? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, we give thanks for this day and for the unique ways in which you've created each of us and the divine ways in which you sustain us by your grace. Might that grace enlighten for us today the beauty of your church and the ways in which you have instituted your priesthood to provide us the food that nourishes us and sustains us as we prepare for eternal life. Might that Eucharist continue to be a source for the church, for its members, and for those that are most in need to be filled and be given the grace needed to live this day. Might we all live our lives in charity to those that are most in need as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May all the apostles pray for us. Pray for us. So, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So the apostles are important today, huh? Yes, the apostles are important today. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we talk a lot about Holy Week, and we talk a lot about Lent and Easter and what it all means, and I think it's really cool that we get to host on Holy Thursday. So... You think it's cool. I was like, what was I thinking? I know. I knew that. <laughs> what I knew was that. I thinking? I've been, so, like, I'll, te I'll email Father, and like, any ideas? La, 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 la. And then he'll answer me, and sometimes it's, you know, just whatever, but... His answers this time were like one word, and I'm like, he's so busy, and I feel so bad, but he said yes, so. Yep. yep. And the truth of the matter is, I'm actually not any busier than I normally am. I'm actually different busy. Different busy. Because I have learned, schedule nothing the week of Easter and the week of Christmas. Nothing. So you're saying Schedule I can't nothing. come back next year on Holy Thursday? <laughs> next year I will have caught this. I don't know how I didn't catch this. <laughs> I love it. I'm yeah, glad you did. Yeah, I scheduled nothing. And then the things that are supposed to be there. Otherwise, you have all of this plus this meeting, that meeting, this appointment, that thing, this thing. And, you know, a lot of times these are days that other people have off, mm -hmm. which is great to be available to them. But uh, I, it occurred to me, like the most people... I ever serve every year on these two times of the year and I need to have everything I need. I need to be ready. And right. so if I'm exhausted, if I've already given myself in ways that, you know, I probably could have met with that person in a week or a week ago or, you know, yeah. so I just try and keep the week open and it's a really huge gift. And I was uh, just thinking, like, I had to choose this. And I've, I realized, like, we have to choose our life. We have to choose the way that we want to live our lives, no matter whether it's in religious things or not. Um, 
if I didn't choose this and recognize this is good for me, this mm. is, this is how I live best. This is how I serve best. Mm. And, um, it's not like it was easy to do. So I think in parenting and in work and in all these things, we sometimes can feel like we don't have the freedom or the choice. We actually do. We do. And, and we can choose those things that we see, ah, this is good for me. Hmm. Um, I was thinking just the other day about COVID, you know, uh, have we forgotten the things about COVID time that actually were really beautiful? Right. You know, have we just kind of got right back into the power of the world? That's, Full steam ahead. You know, and it's yeah. like, no, I, I, uh, one of the things that was so amazing was like this space where we weren't like torn in 55 ways. Right. Um, well, at least 40 of those ways I can say no to if I want. Right. <laughs> so, and it's really interesting that you're talking about this because just this morning I, um, I am on the executive team of the Catholic Women's Professional League. So the counterpart to the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity. And we had our group this morning and we were, we've been talking for four months about how to keep your calm in the storm. And I lead the discussion and one of the questions I asked the group was, do you create your own storm? <laughs> what are you going to do about that? Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> yeah. And there can be, it's, it's, it takes a real work. You have to really, uh, in a sense, you have to really love yourself mm-hmm. in order to make the right choices because it can appear at first blush that the decision you're making you have to do for the good of another right that's mm-hmm. so we're talking about holy thursday so the three well we're in holy week now and today mm-hmm. for holy thursday we we recognize and we celebrate in the liturgy the threefold dynamic of the last supper of the priesthood the institution of the eucharist and the service of charity and i've been praying a lot um uh and plan to preach on charity the act of like gift of self and realizing like, the things that I can think at first are charitable. If I really pray about it, really think about it, it's actually self-serving. Mm. It's not actually charitable. Like, or there's fear behind it, you know? So, uh, or guilt. In a world, or guilt. Yes, there's all these things as opposed to like a totally free act of charity to someone that is in need. Whether it be mm. a smile to somebody that needs it or to provide uh, assistance or help to somebody that's in need. Um but uh, I was thinking of like Sundays, you know, somebody I was talking with about Sundays and what we do on Sundays. And, um, you know, Sundays used to be the day that you went and visited people uh, because there was space, you know. People don't visit. No, no. <laughs> like, and yeah, so like the real question of like, what is charity? Charity may just be not doing certain things so that there's space where I can do other things. Hmm. And those other things... um maybe in a, at first appearance don't appear to like really serve. Um, maybe an example growing up in my house, there was always people who lived there. Yeah. Well, my parents had a lot of kids. That didn't seem to be practical. That didn't seem to like serve the kids. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, it actually did serve us. It really, it helped us realize that the family and the house isn't a place that's like, like a protective place for us. No, this is a place God has given us and whoever else God brings here, we have an open door. Yeah. There's another plate. There's another thing. Well, that takes a real attentiveness, you know? Uh, so sometimes the way we serve those we love and those that are closest to us, our parents or our children or our siblings, um, is actually by what at first appearance isn't actually serving them. Hmm. 
And so instead of their sports schedule being the thing that maybe orders my day, maybe something else orders the day, and then their sport, they realize, oh, you mean doing this actually, you know, is more important? Um, or, you know, I refused. <laughs> I'm going to, I would, I'm open to change, but I don't <laughs> like, uh, I don't like confirmation programs having required community service. Oh. That's not charity. Yeah. Like, I can't require you to do something and then have you experience the fruit of what it is to have given yourself in charity, right? Now, parents, we require, we're going to serve the banquet and you're coming with. So, yeah. I mean, there is a dynamic that you do have to require things. But that, that interesting place where sometimes at first blush, if we really stop for a moment and think about it, how to live that charitable dimension of Christ um, sometimes doesn't at first appear like charity, because we can be so focused on the another person mm -hmm. that actually we forget it's not about that person. It's about helping that person be charitable to another. Hmm. And I think a parish is the same thing. A parish can be totally self-consumed. Sure. What are we doing? How are you reaching me? What activities do we got? What are we doing? No, parish should be like concerned about the elections or should be concerned about uh, who's taking care of the homeless downtown or should be concerned about what are we doing with the mental health needs of young people today in our school systems and what are we like? No, like. You know, so much the, yeah, people in Catholic schools should be worried about people in public schools. Like we outward, outward, outward. We're too worried about what's happening on the inside. And this is, this is like then what gets you stuck in the cycle where then it's like laborious. It's difficult. Mm. Your time is filled because nothing's enough. As opposed to when you really have an act of charity, even the smallest act like frees you. Hmm. Like, oh my gosh, this is like, Lord, what a, this isn't where I expect, you know? Uh, well, and sometimes it might need to start with baby steps because we're yeah, so used to that. We're so used to that train of thought that you've been describing. My mom drug me to every event known to man, grew up in the cathedral basement in Rapid City. I mean, I know that place inside and out. And so really, I wasn't being charitable. I was being drug, right? Mm -hmm. But... What you're saying, I'm like, okay, I need to get a new perspective on this whole thing of why I do what I do. Okay, say more. So, am I doing it out of obligation or am I doing it out of, I am looking good because I'm here? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. So, it's not whether you do it or not. It's like, what's really going on underneath all of this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. And, and in the end, the things that we are called to do as Catholics may actually, no one will know. Yeah. No one will know. No one will know. That's like when people say, how many people listen to the radio station? I don't know, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that is an interesting thought. I don't know, 10,000? Right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of, you have to just be humble and just say, I don't know, but it's out there. Yes. And the person hmm. that we are called to serve. So this is the, this is one of the three dynamics of we, we recognize the priesthood, the institution, the Eucharist, but that we are called to sent. At the end of Mass, go, you are sent. Like we are sent to now live this life of charity because of Christ's grace that has been given to us, right? And this is right. the other dynamic too, is maybe he wants me to serve in this way and you to serve in that way. Yep. And I'm worried about why, how I'm performing serving like this. And he's like, that's not what I want for you. Yeah, get I don't want you to be a 
youth group leader. I want you to be. Uh, the, I want you to go down to the St. Francis house and stay overnight because they need a night watchman, and yeah. they, and you're going to be that person. And uh, so, yep, and nobody's going to know about it. And nobody else is going to follow you, and nobody else is going to join you. You're just. I want you there, and then you're going to realize, oh my gosh, all these people at the St. Francis house. I like for me, like God put them here for me. Like so hmm. that's the instant Holy Thursday, right? And we and we he, this is the scriptures, you know. He who leads serves. The one right. who is the greatest is the least. The one, um, and so we can just servant. twist that. Some and it's it's easy to do. I do it all the time. But if we just are really attentive to it and be like, oh, what's going on here? If we have that space to to pray. Uh, first for ourselves, then we realize, ah, now this is how I can pass it on to other people that I love. So how did Jesus show that to us on Holy Thursday? Um, <laughs> I was going to say something else, but uh, he, said, he showed that by, by, uh, by washing the feet of the disciples. And that, so then in Mass tonight, that's the thing that we um, put back in, or we celebrate. That's in the liturgy is the washing of the feet. Um, so he definitely did that, and I would I would say you know one of the ways that he uh, served them was he let Judas leave, right? Yeah. It was a service to everybody that there was freedom, that nobody was bound there, that that he knew what was happening. He could have you know mm. done other things. So sometimes there's people that you know we can serve them by letting them go, and it doesn't mean that they're gone forever, but it does mean that then they are on a path that is between them and God too. And sometimes I don't believe that God actually has a plan for another person's life. So I got a script it all. Oh, cause God isn't paying attention to them. Because, <laughs> yeah. Or I don't realize he has a plan for my life maybe. Mm. And I don't see how he's guiding my life. So then it's hard for me to believe that he's guiding another's. But the more I realize, like I would have never chose this. You are something man, <laughs> you know, like, and the things that most impacted my life actually, I mean, we're given in some ways, we're, but came from ways that my parents could have never known. Sure. My teachers at all my schools never would have known. Uh, God knew. And God had a plan to reach me through. Uh, oftentimes people who weren't who my parents would have chosen or who would have thought, oh, this person's going to be really helpful. They didn't even know him. Right? But the more we realize that, the more we realize, wow, you each have a, a, a path, and to serve another is to give them that space. So I think Jesus that night gave space for Judas to go. Um, and then he gave space for each one of them to fall asleep. You know. But the thing I was going to say is uh, he served them by moving on. He served them by moving on. He cures a couple people, and then he leaves town. He gets a huge flock of people, and then he goes. He uh, answers some questions. He sees, he's like, okay, I'm done with you. Next, you know. Hmm. And then they keep following him around and all this. Uh, but that's a service, uh, in a way, to the other to realize, always break yourself always of the thing that you think you need. Hmm. What, what the most important thing in the world? And now you're going where? What are you doing? And it opens up the heart in a way that... Uh, I think was a service to them, and they got even even at uh, Peter and James. Can we build three tents? Right. This is like, this and he's is like, <laughs> you don't get it. That's not what I, we're going to be. Sir, you're not. Eh, that's for the later on. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, we are broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish here in Harrisburg, South Dakota. And Father John and I are just bantering a little bit about Holy Thursday. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, more about Holy Thursday. Stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father John Rutten. We're broadcasting today from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. And we've been discussing Holy Thursday, which is today. Yep. And all the ways we just are being called deeper into life. Amen. I just went for the jugular, so if you're just turning in, I... You just woke up. Just welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I was talking about those things, and the thing that I think provokes that conversation about like what we're doing for others is um, th- the priesthood shares in the same thing parenting does. In today's culture, it you know, it can be... You know, I don't want to always, like, I don't know parenting life, and I don't know family life in the same way. And, and you know, just the other day, you know, well, with James here, it's like, oh, my gosh, you mean you guys don't get sleep at night? What do you mean? <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, my God. 
So, I mean, there are things that certainly I don't share. But that dynamic of like having to create this space, I had to choose that. And it just, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't any easier than anyone in today's culture to choose to say yes to a life that actually helps me flourish. Mm. And I think that's the thing that I can see is um, within that choice of a life that flourishes, then I can better serve. So right now, while I'm saying no to people this Holy Week in meetings or in things that, that they would need, I'm really saying yes to a greater, the thing I know God wants for me, which is to serve all of the people that are going to be here tonight and tomorrow mm. and Saturday night and Sunday uh, at all those masses. And so sometimes to say yes to something in the Christian life uh, is also saying no to something. That's I mean, it's so always, true. every that yes you so say true. is a no to something. That is so and, true. But it can be, both can be goods, you know, and mm -hmm. it's like, well, we can meet later on, you know. So I've just gotten used to saying, no, it's Holy Week, can't hmm. meet. Or, um, and then when there's emergencies, the spirit sort of moves and you just uh, do it. So, yeah. Well, so today's Because as you're talking, I'm, you know, thinking about if we're called to do things, sometimes they seem daunting. But God always provides if you're following. If you're following, yeah. Yeah, and you have those promptings, and you just, mm -hmm. you know, uh, someone called me yesterday, and I've put their call into voicemail about 10 times, and it was like time to answer it. Well, it's Holy Week. You weren't supposed to talk to anybody, John. You know, you know. <laughs> well, no, it was just like, I was like, this is the time, you mm. know. Uh, so, yeah, so there are certain things that adjust, but um, in the end, I think this week's a beautiful week and tonight's the beginning of all of that and i think once your charity is put into service uh there's nothing like then entering into tomorrow with good friday mm. and it's like oh and now how about we die right <laughs> you die know? ourselves well, yeah. walking in walking in here to um jp2 parish i was very sad to see that you know Jesus has left the building, you know? Well, yeah, because we're anticipating tonight, so right? we don't have a church building. So, yeah, so the tabernacle's already empty, and uh, if you're doing the rounds of all the churches uh, in the Sioux Falls area, uh, our chapel is on Cliff Avenue in Harrisburg, and we'll be what here What do you mean praying. by that, making Well, the people make, uh, the so the, in a church, the liturgy has you remove the Blessed Sacrament after the liturgy tonight, and you put it in a chapel of repose, and it's sort of like the garden not sort of that's what you're reproposing is to spend time in the garden of gethsemane with mm -hmm. jesus and so um there's every most church i think every church i've never heard of anybody that doesn't i suppose maybe they have after the liturgy for a few hours then the the right instructs the faithful to come and pray so uh if your parish and I'm, I'm sure everybody's parish is doing this mm -hmm. uh, and then what happens is in a bigger city like ours People go around and they make like the stations. They visit all the chapels um, that are in the area. So yeah. we will have ours here at uh, the office chapel. And yes, yeah, so there's no Jesus there. But it does look like a garden. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> it I know. Does. I, thought, I thought, yeah. <laughs> so let's. You did a nice job. For those that have never attended a Holy Thursday service, what can they expect out of tonight? Uh, mass, as you usually would do, with two additional dynamics. The first is in the beginning, we bring in the oils that have been blessed by Bishop DeGroote. So one thing people may not know is all of the oils that are used in the sacramental rites uh, are uh, consecrated, are blessed at 
the chrism mass of the bishop every year. So typically, and that celebrates the priesthood. So typically that is today or would be yesterday in some dioceses, but based on the di our, our distance that we have to travel, we celebrated last week. Mm -hmm. So we bring in those oils, recognizing that the sacraments flow from union to the bishop. I, as a pastor, have no authority without the bishop. Um, the bishop is the one who sends me, and I am here on behalf of him. And so the oils are, are blessed by him. So we bring those in at the beginning, and then the second thing is the washing of the feet after the homily um, that uh, signifies the 12 apostles. And a few years ago, the Pope changed it where you don't have to have just men. And so every other year I switch on and off and do uh, one year all men representing the apostles, and one year I do six men and six women representing just discipleship and making sure everybody knows, hey, that's you that's got to go, sir. <laughs> so for you as a priest... Uh, so. Um, thinking about, you know, you step into the role that Jesus played a lot. Um, what's it like for you to wash their feet? Like, I wonder what the disciples' feet were like. Well, they were probably well, wearing sandals. I mean, today, yeah, I mean, today, uh, I th this would, I don't know. I don't know, I can just speculate. <laughs> uh, it probably isn't like what we think of as like, you, you know, or whatever, because we wear socks and shoes. And right. so the dynamic of feet for us, whereas if you're in sandals or even like quasi sandals, you know, air gets in and breeze, it, they would have been dusty, but it would have been yeah. part of their everyday routine for someone when you walk in a house. If you've seen The Chosen, you've seen this play out. People would wash their feet when yeah. they, so it's not... Um, it's a little more familiar to them than right. it is to us, where we think of like... Because that would be something we would not think of yeah. to do for another in this day and age. Like, Teresa, welcome to my home. I'm going to wash your feet. You know? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it would be weird. <laughs> it would weird. Be weird. Weird. Yeah, totally. So what was it like for you? What's it like for you to wash others' feet as a priest? Yes, we're still here. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. That's a good question. I would say there's... Uh, well, I mean, my to the to so the total truth. I don't do good oh, not telling the truth. Oh, that's why you've uh, been silent. It's It's weird. Yeah, I bet it would be. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's it weird. It's very that's what it is. It's weird. No, it's not the feet because that's actually kind of, uh, that's just like they, we just do one foot and all you're doing is pouring water over it and then you okay. just dry it. I mean, you're not like washing. It's not it's a, it's a symbol. It's a sign, you know. <laughs> right. So uh, um, now I'm sure others maybe do it that way. And everybody that's been asked knows they're asked. So they all washed their feet that day. <laughs> I mean, nobody doesn't wants to be that guy. Uh, um, so I would say that, and then I would say there is maybe an intimacy to it that has to be engaged, has to be said yes to. Huh. Um, you know, there's it's an intimate experience that you don't. It, I don't have many times and so it can be a little uncomfortable wow it's uncomfortable thank you for sharing that 
That's interesting. I so always like that's to my see... experience. I don't know what other people. Well, are yeah, I don't. I don't think that to. it. I think it's because um, it's also can be a choice, isn't it? Whether or not you include that in your liturgy. Yeah, I actually think you don't have to. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's most pretty... do. I think, but yeah, you're right. You don't. Yeah, have I've to. been to some where they don't. Okay. But yeah, so I think that's um, pretty cool to be vulnerable like that, both for the foot washer and the washee. Yeah. You know? And sometimes if there's a the deacons there, you know, the deacon kind of gets involved and helps you move the bowl and water, and there's there's different ways. I mean, um, but, yeah, that's so. That's, Interesting. That's the deal. So we only have a couple minutes left for our Holy Thursday topic. Anything that you would like um, to be sure the audience knows about Holy Thursday? It's not a day of obligation, um, but I always recommend going to the Triduum. Oh yeah, absolutely. The well, I was thinking about this the morning. Uh, someone at the gas station recognized. and said, "Oh, it's 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 your time, Father." Um, and I said, "Yeah, it's the Super Bowl of the Church. This, these <laughs> these days are the Super Bowl of the Church." And as I walked out, I thought to myself, "Oh, it'd be interesting if we lived in a culture where, you know, in front of the Super Bowl, we said, oh, this is the Easter of sports.'" Oh wow. Um, so I guess uh, the the thing that I the reason that provokes me is we all like you increasingly build up to the Super Bowl. Nobody just turns on the Super Bowl. Nah, people do, yeah. but most people you build up. You build up through knowing what teams are in what places and who's in what divisions is leading, and and you know all this stuff, and then you're prepared, and then everybody knows the advertisements are coming, and then everybody somebody's leaking out who's, who's the halftime who's, show, yeah, who's and, the halftime, yeah. so it all builds up, and I would say the Holy Week is the same way, like to just show up at Easter is one thing, but it's a totally different experience if you enter into the week, yeah. if you realize Palm Sunday, most people are at Palm Sunday, but then at Holy Thursday, Good Friday has a totally different feel to it than yes, Holy Thursday, very powerful. Uh, um, you know, and then the Easter Vigil has another dynamic. Most people would go to one. The Easter Vigil and the Easter Day, you just are the same thing. You just go to one obligation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can go to the Easter Vigil and go to Easter Day. It's a really beautiful way to experience the Holy Week. Um, yeah. Like, so that would be my encouragement. Yeah, if you can go, if you can find in your parish. Uh, a lot of times, this is what I encourage: is even if it's just one of the spouses, someone stays home with the kids. It's a neat time to just go and be present to yourself. So maybe the wife can go the Holy Thursday, and the husband can go on Good Friday, or you know, however those things work. Um, right. A lot of times, Good Friday is difficult if people work, but um, yeah. So well, and also um, at this. At this juncture, the church also asks that we try to attend uh, confessions, reconciliation. Yeah, yep, yep. Lots of confessions are going on. Yeah. Yeah, Lent and Easter uh, every year are times for confessions, and a lot of parishes have communal confessions. So, uh, yeah, it's a good time to Well, it was very encouraging. Up, to realize, I mean, nothing makes sense. The Easter doesn't make sense if I don't realize I am a poor, wretched sinner. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like right? so, like uh, if confession, you're going to get your sins forgiven, but you're also going to be put in that position to be reminded, like this is why I need the cross. Right? This is why Easter makes a difference for me personally, because without the cross, I'm a drunk, I'm a crazy man, I am. It's a whole not, kit and caboodle. It's not good. Yeah. You know. Well, but, if it, 
and it's encouraging. Father Samson has been doing confessions at Christ the King every day. Forty people were in line last night when I went. What? It wrapped from the confessional all across the back, all the way around, and then up the other side. Yeah, every every it, yeah. It gives me goosebumps. I yeah. was just like, oh my goodness. If only it could be that way every day. But anyway. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Joseph right. Pierce is next. He wrote a book about uh, Benedict, Pope Benedict. So we're going to be chatting with him awesome. next. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 